0: It is the Wrestling Inc. podcast, the world's favorite wrestling podcast. It is I, Alfred Kunawa at This Is Nasty and Pro Wrestling Bits, joined by our returning champion, Issa, NYC Demon Diva. Best reactions in the game. You can find her on YouTube. What's going on, Issa?
1: Not much. Just hanging out. How's your Tuesday?
0: Tuesday's going great. Uh, Glenn is in parts unknown, recovering from the rehearsal. I started it, and he, everything everybody says about it is true. Go watch that show. It's a great show. But uh, Glenn is uh, recovering from that show in parts unknown. He will be back with us on Friday. But uh, what was the best part of the, How's Roman doing, Issa?
1: Uh He's here. He's hanging out with us. Look at him. Look at, That's great. Look That's at the great. camera. Say hi. Exclusive. All right. He's, yeah, He's you can tell he's thrilled.
0: i think he's thrilled because bad bunny's big week Uh, let's hear what you have to say about bad bunny and you know a minute a minute and a half and then we can get into this news but i'm dying to hear and the streets want to know isa what you think about between him being artist of the year between him kissing guys kissing girls making statements what Uh do you think about bad bunny today
1: I have so many thoughts. First of all, super proud. First non-English speaking act to ever win Artist of the Year. It's a big freaking deal, right? Go. And the flex, the flex to get that award handed to you in the middle of your sold out concert at Yankee Stadium. I'm sorry, that was epic. I I grew up living for VMA's moments and I felt like Bad Bunny had quite a couple. Honestly, I feel like this generation needed a Britney Madonna moment and I feel like Bad Bunny gave them that. I was just jealous. Like everybody's getting a shot at kissing Bad Bunny when am I gonna get my chance I felt like Dolph Ziggler I was like it should have been me <laughs> but uh I'm really I'm really proud like in, in like real talk very proud of him he didn't have to change who he is his culture his language his sexuality he didn't have to change anything to become one of the biggest artists in the world and that to me is commendable
0: Absolutely, and these kids don't understand that VMAs used to be infamous for having these types yes. of moments every year, and we haven't seen anything that got this much buzz, which is crazy because listen, the social media is was a couple of
1: Britney, There was a couple of Britney Spears moments that that yes. made me realize that I swing both ways. The VMAs helped me find my sexuality. Thank you, Britney Spears, and the VMAs. So I, I'm glad that Bob Bunny turned the tables around and did it completely different I thought it was epic I, I I didn't like that MTV actually didn't really capture the full moment they yeah, should have captured were... that kiss right then and there they kind of turned the camera a little bit
0: yeah yeah they they forgot how to do this because there were you know good and bad Britney Spears moments but there was that performance oh, of the gosh. snake you know, the gonna... the, uh, the snake
1: performance actually color. actually the moment for me was her uh satisfaction slash Oops, I did it again. When she yeah. took off the suit and she was in that nude. With oh my God. I was like, I, I don't, I, I don't want to be her. I want to be with her. <laughs> so um, the Madonna kiss I thought was epic. The, the snake performers, like you said, I thought she had like the most perfect body I've ever seen during that run. And her workout routine back then was crazy. But like I said, I grew up, for those VMA moments. They were controversial. You never, you never knew what to expect. So I'm glad to see that somebody is living up to that still to this day. Because up to that point, the show was kind of boring. I liked the Nicki Minaj performance. I yeah. did like it. She brought back a couple of oldies in there. but And the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I thought you know, there was a little bit of nostalgia in there. But I thought Bad killed it. And again, doing your performers live from your sold-out concert at Yankee Stadium, what a flex. What a flex for him.
0: He's the biggest artist in the world. I mean, that's what it felt like and when you look at record he sales and you look at where he Extremes, sells out in concerts numbers, and whatnot.
1: Yeah, everything, everything. He's currently on a stadium tour because he his last tour was indoor and he was selling that out. So why not go bigger? And he's killing it right now. And the production value of these concerts is absolutely incredible. This man is flying around the, the, these stadiums in an island. Like, who's doing that right now? Nobody.
0: Yeah, and I always heard that uh, the kids don't know who he is. Somebody in the wrestling circle told me. You know,
1: you know, don't even get me started on that. I just I just want to say, I just want to say, I've been here with Benito since the Chambea days, okay? Now, I'm not going to gatekeep. If you just found Bad Bunny, come on in. I welcome you to the fandom. But I'm just saying, I've been here for I've been here since d since he was singing in La Perla here in Puerto Rico, and nobody knew who he was. So I couldn't be more. I feel like a proud empty like watching him do everything that he's doing right now oh and let's not mention he has a movie in the like a box a top Mm -hmm. box office movie with Brad Pitt while all of this is going on like it's crazy what he's taking over the world
0: yes man. and shout out speaking of nostalgia to michael jackson and lisa marie presley i believe they made out
1: oh my god remember that <laughs> yo that, that i was yo i don't even want to talk about that that was the weird i didn't know how to feel about that like i was like is this supposed to be happening you know it was, <laughs> it was great vmas has some great moments and i wish they were that great again but artist of the year crown at he sold out At Yankee Stadium, awesome. Awesome moment for Bad Bunny. Thank you for asking me because, you know, I never get tired of talking about him.
0: That's good. No, I had to know, and you did not disappoint. Great, great recap of the VMAs, Issa, talking about (laughs) everything that we needed to know. We have Mia Lee for $4.99. Thank you for that. I'm really intrigued for Worlds Collide after seeing former NXT champions there. I'm liking Kiana James, Ricochet, and Carmelo. Going to steal the show. I like that. And we will definitely get into that. I thought this was an awesome go-home show, uh, considering what a go-home show is supposed to do. We will get into that. Yep. Yeah, I I mean, if
1: we got to get into a little bit of a recap before we actually talk about the show, they sold me World Collides. I went tonight thinking, like, I'm not that thrilled. Out of all of the shows this weekend, I wasn't that excited for World Collides. Now I feel like I have to watch it. And so they did their job.
0: Because of what you just said, this... To me, it was one of the, if not the best go-home shows in NXT history and one of the best WWE-produced go-home shows they've done in a while in that it really made you want to see the matches in addition to being well-produced. They served their purpose in terms of, I went from, yeah, it'll be a good show to like, wow, this is going to be lit. I got to watch this. Like, They did a great job building this up.
1: And during the new era... And I know we'll get into it, but this show felt like it had Triple H prints all over it, where the last few shows, while we have had Triple H in charge of created, they just felt like NXT was running on autopilot from now, where tonight it felt like like Triple H said, let me look at that script and maybe, you know, throw a couple of things in there. And I appreciated that.
0: And whether Triple but it, H did, had, it did have some lows. It did have some lows, and we'll, so it did. we'll, we'll get into it. That. Oh, for sure. <laughs> whether Triple H was involved in this show or not, it had his fingerprints all over it. Like some of yep. the stuff that happened, some of the people on the show, it's definitely had his fingerprints, whether he wanted it to or not. But we will definitely get into it. First of all, Issa, we have to talk about friend of the show. Tony Twitterfingers was at it oh, again. No. It's not Friday night, Tony Twitterfingers, Issa. This was Monday night, Tony Twitter fingers going head-to-head with WWE Raw. Right after Raw went off the air, Tony Khan, AEW President Extraordinaire, he tweeted a very cryptic message from Star Wars, The Next Generation. Shout out to the 90s. It was Worf, the character, saying, this is the turn of luck I've been waiting for. What could Tony Khan have been talking about, Issa?
1: I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's a, a big mixed reaction to this All Out card. I feel like a lot of people are not as thrilled for it as other All Outs. I'm, I'm personally one of them. I think it's going to be a great show. I think we're going to see some good wrestling, but I feel like the hype is not there right now for All Out. And Tony is going to do his best this week. It's what he does best to build up this card and make sure people get excited for it. Maybe that's his way of getting started.
0: Yeah, instead of these outward announcements that we do tend to see when he said, I've got a big announcement here and there, which has become its own little parody of Tony Khan. Tony Khan yeah. is now seemingly doing it a little underhandedly. Maybe he does have another big announcement. And now that he's found something out, he wants everybody to know. It could be a TV deal for ROH. It could be this all elite women's project. What I think it is, he just got word that CM Punk is indeed showing up to Dynamite tomorrow, which is like, whew if Puck's not staying home. No, maybe, maybe
1: maybe, he finally got MJF to come back because <laughs> that's what he needs. Let's be real. <laughs> yes, he
0: does. Can't come <laughs> soon enough. I feel like within the next week, we'll be talking about MJF being back on AEW programming. Yep. But uh, Tony Khan teasing All Out, and I agree with you on All Out quite frankly. There are a couple of matches that I'm very excited to see in I'm sure the go-home show will serve its purpose. We saw what this go-home show did in changing your mind. So AEW, I think, is capable of that in doing it in one show. But as we stand right now, compared to the hype All Out was last year, which really literally Ah. is AEW's hottest period to date. It's CM Punk is back. It's, you know, this huge hype period of All Out. Compared to that, it seems like worlds apart.
1: Yeah, I attended All Out last year, and I remember walking out of there just feeling so excited about AEW, and I just don't don't feel that. You know, you had the debut. It's going to be very hard to outdo that All Out. I personally thought that was a great show from start to finish, Um, but there's just I mean i know this isn't the wednesday night podcast there's just a couple of things that are questionable going into this car like you have so many of your like warlow and FTR on a six-man mm-hmm. tag when those are two of your hottest acts that should be in individual matches you know no njf the, the fact that the world title match hasn't been announced yet uh there's there's just a lot of like i, I don't know how i feel about it yet but i do know that all elite wrestlers leave it all out there. I felt that way about Door, and I ended up loving that pay-per-view. So, of course, I'm still going to like watch and be excited about it, but as of right now, it's one of the least excited that I've gone into an AEW show. And for his defense, and to give him credit, the, the, this injury bug hit all elite wrestling. So, it's very hard to, to book a show when you don't know who's coming back when.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I do think that is one of the flaws of AEW in terms of having such limited TV time that you could see that is actually one of the downsides where when you see these six-man tag team matches with such big stars like FTR and Wardlow, it's because they want them on the show, but they didn't have the time to develop individual feuds for each of them because they only have... Two, you could say three hours, but you know, two and a half hours, let's say that's with the difference with rampage, but they don't have that much weekly television time to build up these fuse. Having said that, they have a long gap between their pay-per-views. So pacing could right. be an issue for AEW too.
1: Yeah, I mean, we haven't seen a pay-per-view from them since what June? Yeah. Uh 26th for Bidden So I I will feel like if the injuries were not there, you had months to build this, but Again, I give him the benefit of the doubt, but at the same time, when we went into double or nothing, we were making matches that Friday night at Rampage when you have months to build the pay-per-view and there was no injury, you know, situation there. So, I know that we criticize WWE for waiting until the last minute to make matches. I feel like we need to do the same thing here. It feels like, you know, it's not fully booked, or it's just not the hype that you expected. A lot of people wait until the day off to make their decision, so it's okay to book a couple of matches at the last minute, but you would think the biggest draws, because your fandom want to travel, people are not going to book flights and hotels for a card they're not excited about.
0: 100%. One thing I do like about All Out, though, bit of a blackout. Got The, the acclaimed versus Swerve in Our Glory. I'm excited for that. I wish, had a built. Yeah, I, I wish he had a better build. I wish he had a better build. A lot of these just kind of came together, which is a flaw yeah. of this whole card. But it's good to see compared to what All Out was last year. I mean, there are more black people at the state capitol than on that card last year. And this year, <laughs> I think it's very, very, uh, very interesting, intriguing, especially Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs. I think they have done a good job with that, especially Ricky Starks, I think, who's on the verge of finally that promo, becoming that, that promo star that you last know week week.
1: Yeah, that promo he cut last week. Unfortunately, I hated the spot that they put him on because he came on right after that CM Punk squash match and nobody was really like, you know, we, you know what we were talking about. But I thought he cut an excellent promo and I am excited for their matches. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. I I, I do know there's going to be good wrestling and it's going to be entertaining. I just wish there was a little bit of better storylines going. Athena and, and Jade have had a month storyline. That might be the feud that has been built for months here out yes. of everything that we're seeing. Yeah.
0: Shout out to Tony and the Chocolate Factory. Check that out. Love to see it. Backstage update. Uh, were you a fan of Riddle and Theory, Issa? Because if not, fear not. They have gotten their names back. They are now back to being Matt Riddle in Austin Theory, as seen and heard on Raw last night. What do you think about that?
1: Very excited. I still call Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle. It's just something that I just can't help. Riddle never was a thing for me. So I've always like, stay calling him. Matt Riddle. Uh, so I'm excited for these people to be getting their names back. A lot of us, if you're been watching for a long time, it's very hard to drop the habit of calling them one name. I'm waiting for Tommaso Ciampa to get his name back, too, because I, I still can't just call him Ciampa. It's weird to me, but I'm excited for that. I think it's great. Uh, the whole riddle and theory. I mean, those are those are the two of the worst ones to drop their names and riddle and theory. It just sounds weird. Sounds weird. Yes. So I'm excited. Those
0: are, and those are both words that are also like actual words or names that right. are also words. Like Theory is more of a word than it is a name, and so is Riddle. So it's good to see that back. And listen, if you go on my YouTube channel, Pro Wrestling Bits, about three weeks ago, I posted predictions for the Triple H era. A lot of them are starting to hit. I did say Theory and Riddle will get their names back. I said, BroDog would yeah, get did. his job back. I said, Ezekiel would disappear, which I'm heartbroken about, but uh, we're cooking over on Pro Wrestling Bits, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Great, great YouTube channel. You know I'm an avid watcher. I always leave your comment in there.
0: 100%. You're the greatest. Feelings Mutual about the NYC Demon Diva, the reactions. And our final story is a reaction to WWE, this build to Clash at the Castle. Raw was up again. It did 2.005 million last week. This week, it was up over 2.1 million. And uh, did 770,000 people in 18 to 49. So, this is another increase, another great number, over 2 million. People seem excited about Clash of the Castle. And I will say, this Raw did, you know, it wasn't without its flaws, but I really loved a lot of what they did, particularly the build between Riddle and uh, Seth uh, Rollins. I think they're doing a good job oh, making that, that look was real.
1: Incredible. I love the. The, or How organic it felt with the parking lot brawl. We see so many parking lot brawls. This felt different. The whole cameras are no longer recording and seeing. You know what? What? Uh, said said to him. It went beyond the PG. I, I I loved everything about it. I also really like what they're doing with Judgment Day. I feel like they're doing a good job at rebuilding Judgment Day. I enjoyed that segment. Their match. Their promo. Edge coming out calling them. I thought it was classic. Uh, I I liked the episode of Raw from Toronto. So I knew this episode had a lot to live up too because i feel like i enjoyed all three hours of that toronto episode and for me to say that about an episode of raw it's been years <laughs> i think this is the last time i said i enjoy all three hours of an episode of raw but i really thought last night was great and, and it doesn't feel like it's just being booked five minutes before the show and when you put effort and you work on your storylines you do get those fans back i love i want i here I, i'm gonna sound like the girl from mean girls that wants to bake a cake but i want all wrestling to be good you know i want everybody to be happy i want us to have all the shows and be excited about it so just to see this change in the atmosphere for wwe is fun now i want AEW to also feel that way because now i feel like people are turning on AEW 2 and i'm like come on give them give them a break here you know but i'm excited that people are watching raw again because it's worth watching it's worth watching
0: yeah, the momentum has just swung WWE's way, so it probably does feel tough for AEW right now, but it's just a momentum thing and it's all in WWE's corner. It's so funny, it's like the one-year anniversary of when I think AEW had the most momentum and WWE had the least. Like this time last year AEW was outselling WWE in New York, which is WWE's home territory. And now here we are a year later and during one of AEW's biggest pay-per-views, presumably on paper, their biggest match you can argue that they're doing on pay-per-view in terms of Punk versus Moxley. You could argue that's one of their three biggest matches they have in the company. It just does not feel anywhere near as hot as WWE going to Clash of the Castle.
1: Uh, Unpopular opinion, I might be one of the very few that love what they did with Punk and Moxley. I love the squash match. I thought it was great. You validated Punk as, as uh, I'm sorry, you validated Mox as an interim champ because if Punk just comes out and beat Mox, then you're never going to have any faith on this interim champion. And it's something that they seem to be sticking with based on what we're getting at a lot with the women's title. You need to make sure that an interim champ goes on to be the real champ. And I'm I'm excited for it. We'll see. We'll see what happens, but I, I I like what they did with Punk and Mox. I know a lot of people didn't, but I did.
0: King rail was an insider, Super chat, I guess. Riddle about to be out of WWE. You see the text. Uh, this is just a super chat. This is not uh, any type of fact or anything like that. The streets have forwarded me a copy of what you're referring to, but uh, I, I need to do my due diligence before I see what's going on here. So uh, listen, I, I,
1: yeah, there's gonna be there. There's a lot of factors to go into this, right? I'm not gonna give my own personal opinion, but as someone that is also from the calle, okay? You call it the street. Yeah. I call it la calle. It's very easy to uh, make up a fake screenshot. So you need to have a little more evidence to back things up. My thoughts exactly.
0: My thoughts exactly. But uh, (laughs) let's get into this NXT show again. A tremendous show, I thought. It served its purpose in building up this pay-per-view premium live event we're having this Sunday with uh, Worlds Collide. And... Before we get into the show, throughout the night, which I thought was the best part of the show, there were all these confrontations between previous NXT champions and the current NXT champion. And the idea behind each one was the previous champion was coming through to say, hey, don't make us look bad. Let's make this title look like the most dominant title here. And all of them got it. So I'll run down the pairings that they did. They had Finn Balor with Braun uh, Breaker, Tommaso Ciampa and Braun Breaker later on the night, Shayna Baszler, Mandy Rose, Tyler Bate and Gunther, Tyler Bate and Butch, neither of whom I remember winning those titles. I remember Walter and Pete Dunne winning those titles, but not these two. Uh, Miko Satomura and Elba Fire, Katie Katie Ray, and then Rhea Ripley and Blair Davenport, which Rhea Ripley, I thought, got a monster reaction. Which was your favorite interaction on all these segments, Lisa? Uh,
1: Shayna Baszler and Mandy Rose was my favorite
0: yeah that was a really good one i i enjoyed rhea ripley in blair davenport only because yeah. of the reaction rhea ripley got in it it was a really good promo she
1: <laughs> i love the re-ice poppy chant loved it
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, that was great but this is a theme going throughout the night which really did add to the matches in terms of them having to defend these prestigious titles because you did see so many historical champions like finn balor who held the title longer than anybody and then Gunther, who also held the NXT UK title longer than anybody, and all these historic champions, even the Alba Fire
1: interaction, to just to remind you, she was the longest reigning and you know NXT UK champ. So it was it was great. I love the way they set that up.
0: Yeah, they did a great job with that. We start the show off with a wrestling match between Apollo Cruz and Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller essentially sent out of the ring, gets right back in, hits his finisher, beats Apollo Cruz. I thought they had a good segment last week. It was uh, quite humorous with the kind of Miz TV setup and that thing going on with Grayson Waller, but he carried it very well. But this match was just open and shut. The heel won, Isa.
1: I mean, they try to play the whole eye thing, you know, that Apollo was injured throughout the match. So I I guess it was protected somehow. It's just a when they brought Apollo back down to NXT, I just really had high hopes for him and he's just yeah. getting a lot of losses. So I feel like we need to turn it around soon or he's just going to become somebody else in the NXT roster, uh, where I feel like Apollo has that it factor where he could be going against round breaker right now, which we tease. And then they just like went away with it and he went nowhere, maybe because world collides might've changed the direction with the unifying of the titles. But, uh, I, I, I didn't, I didn't like Apollo Cruz losing here. I'm sorry. I didn't, um, but yeah, I, I I did like their segment last week. I just didn't like the result. The match was fun. Apollo Cruz is so freaking talented in the ring, and Grayson Waller underrated. Uh, he kept up with with Apollo Cruz great here, but not. No, I didn't like the result. I didn't like it.
0: Yeah, it kind of telegraphed to me that Apollo Crews is just now in that role where he's going to be working with a lot of these younger guys, getting them ready for the main roster and making them look better. And he's a perfect person to work with, even and especially for a Grayson Waller, who is somebody who's on the rise, so you know they see big things in. But I think Apollo Crews is much better and is worth much more than that in terms of going back down to NXT.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I shout out to Apollo Cruz because he got some awesome gear tonight, and he matched the NXT 2.0 aesthetic. I do have to point that out.
0: Yes, he absolutely did. Very, very <laughs> bright, tight. Yeah, you pulled him
1: off. <laughs> He did. He did. He looked great. But I, I do think that him and the direction they're going with him now, it makes you a little nervous for other people coming back down to NXT because like, now you see somebody like a Ricochet and he's like, should I be excited or not? Now, there's nothing wrong with putting some of the NXT people over, but like, if, if Ricochet was to lose to Carmelo Hayes, at least he's a champion right now in NXT. Mm-hmm. Grayson Waller was kind of lost in the shuffle here. So I just don't know that that should be the person that Apollo should be losing matches to. That's
0: a good point. Backstage, we have the Diamond Mine. This will play into the match we get later I'm on so to where this. Roderick to Strong and Diamond Mine are fighting. And Roderick Strong is saying he has security camera footage proving his innocence. He's not linked to Tony D'Angelo. So they're going to fight Dallas later on tonight. We'll get into that. And I know Issa can't wait.
1: Oh, yeah. So thrilled. I told you this episode <laughs> was a roller coaster for me. A yeah. lot of highs. And when the highs were high, they were great. But the lows, I was so over them.
0: Ups and downs. Uh, yep. Here was kind of an up. I think by the end of this segment, this is pretty fun. Carter and Chance versus Niall and Axley. Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley going for the NXT women's tag team titles. Ivy Niall gets distracted by Toxic Attraction who's back in Orlando. Gigi Dolan and JC Jane do the distraction. That allows Katana Chance to hit the exclamation point for the win. And Carter and Chance cut this babyface promo saying they're going to give the uh, Nile and Paxley another rematch sometime down the road, but they don't have opponents for Worlds Collide, so they're going to do the smartest thing you can do in NXT, Issa. They're going to party in the parking lot because nothing ever goes wrong there. But before they can organize this party, we hear Drop's music. Drop got an amazing reaction along with Nikki A.S.H. So we're setting up Nikki A.S.H. and Drop against Caden Carter and Katana Chance. What do we think about that, Issa?
1: I I love this segment. I again on the on the on the list of people that a few months ago we were talking about how they were gonna do big things in NXT. Ivy Nile was on our list, all of us, including Glenn. I know he's not here, so it's yeah. like, why she? I know she didn't take the pin or anything, but her being in this weird tacking title match with somebody that we don't really. I don't know, we're not invested into. Uh, That being said, it was awesome for the champs to get a uh, win because a lot of times when it's a non-title match, they go on to lose, and I don't like champions losing on television. But the exciting part here was what happened afterwards, and just hearing that reaction for Piper Nivens, I'm going to call her that, and Nikki A.S.H. was just fun, you know, because it feels like they're just not doing a lot on the main roster right now, so it's just fun to hear them get the the love that they deserve. I'm excited for this match. I'm not going to lie. Again, this is one of those things that made me go, okay, I'm going to watch Work Lives. I think these women are going to kill it in the ring, um, regardless of how the match ends up going. So I-, I wasn't mad at this.
0: Yeah, you're excited. The crowd was very excited with this segment. I liked it, and I think this is going to be a good match. I think Katana, Chance and Caden Carter have been a re- really good tag team or they've gotten much better, much improved tag team, let's say, over the past maybe let's like three to four months. But I always felt like they were hamstrung by the opponents they could work with because of how limited that tag team division is. But now with Drop and Nikki A.S.H., and you know they're going to give them time, I think this is going to be a great match.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was still the show. I mean, there's a lot of really good matches here that they made tonight that really made me want to watch the show. This is one of them.
0: Yeah. Cameron Grimes in a oh, recognition God, ceremony, so we go no, right back no. down. No, no. Joe Gacy is holding a ceremony. Listen, I'm not going to paraphrase so this. Joe Gacy just talks and talks and talks and talks, and eventually takes a personal shot at Cameron Grimes' father, which ignites Cameron Grimes. He clears the ring of the dyad, and as he charges Joe Gacy, Joe Gacy stops him, gives him big old hug. And uh, we are continuing the tease of Cameron Grimes possibly joining Joe Gacy. It did not happen on this show or during this segment. Isa. No. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this was bad. The whole thing was bad. I'm over Joe Gacy and this and this gimmick and his and his goons. Cameron Grimes <laughs> don't know what he's talking about half of the time. He don't even have that F factor. He comes out there looking like... Uh, best buy manager like and then he just like comes out there and says yeah I've lost a lot of matches I got myself in that situation and I lost how am I supposed to get behind you on yeah. with that promo like this whole thing was bad I'm not invested I'm not into it I think the common denominator here is is Joe Gacy. You got to do something different with him. Every time he's in a feud, it just makes the other person. Like, you're not elevating anybody. You're bringing whoever he's feuding with down. It happened with Brown Breaker. Now it's happening to Cameron Grimes. Something has to change here because he's just not it.
0: So what you're saying is Joe is NXT's version of The Fiend.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Very interesting comparison. I never thought of it that way, but you might be right on.
1: I was just over it. I was just over it. I hated this. And I hated what followed it too. This was the lowest point of NXT for me tonight.
0: Yeah. And the thing about Cameron Grimes that kind of sucks, he kind of seems to be backed into a rock and a hard place to where it's like, to your point, he continues to have to explain losing. So in this view, the only direction is like, he's got to join Joe Gacy, but who the hell wants to see that?
1: Yeah. But he gets himself in these situations, Alfred.
0: Yeah. He only has himself <laughs> to blame. Uh, this next segment, I don't know if this is what you were talking about, but it was Roxanne. <laughs> oh, I, I believe uh, we booted Isa off the internet. She'll be right back. Uh, Cameron Grimes and Joe Gacy have that effect, and here she is. She thought about walking off the show. She's being a professional, ladies and gentlemen. Friend of the podcast, sister of the podcast. It's NYC Demon Diva, ladies and gentlemen.
1: I can't take, I can't talk about this. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: Roxanne Perez has a video. To oh no! Name. Cora Jade She's walking on bridges. They're doing all these shots. So, what did you dislike about this, Isa?
1: Everything, everything, everything. I'm sorry. Uh, you're you you know the streets. I know, La I you don't text someone <laughs> and then block them. Yeah. That's that's a that's a pussy move. Sorry, I apologize for my language. But no, if you let their, let her clap back at least. Don't text her just to block her. Like that was that was dumb. It was stupid. She's just sitting there on a bridge, going like, "Oh, oh my God!" Like, no, no, it was dumb. It was dumb. I'm tired of her just pouting around. She, she and Cameron Grimes should just get together and <laughs> go to an Applebee's and have a drink about these situations. It was bad.
0: So, would you be cheering for Cora Jade in this feud then?
1: No, I'm not cheering for either one of them. But I guess, I guess, if I had to pick one at this point, I think Cora Jade is coming off better here
0: you just rather they both jump off that bridge.
1: Yeah, like, both of them can just, like, I don't know, go to the trash can where she threw the tag titles away and, yeah. and try to find that together. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, i still got some time to build this up, but it's not really hitting for me either. And, again, okay, we've said this before, but they just rushed right through this feud. They went through what usually, typically, even in today's WWE, what would take a couple of months, maybe even years. The Street Profits have been teasing breaking up for a while now they did that in a matter of a week and we didn't have time
1: to get invested in their friendship or or in them as a team before they even broke them up and it was just like no it wasn't it you put the titles on them for no reason uh yeah this was poorly executed and the follow-up to it has been poorly executed as well and she blocked her like that's just dumb don't send a text and then block just either block and not say anything but i feel like it's a social media move to do like let me let me unblock you just so i can send this tweet and then i'm gonna block you again no, yeah. no, i want you to see i want you to see what i have to say yeah. honestly what i do i like muting or turning off notifications because i want those people to keep trying to talk to me. yes muting is a <laughs> you know what i mean like I, I actually personally think that's even like saltier than blocking it's just like the fact that they're just yelling at nothing so she should at least just turn notifications off and let her like go off and never even see it that would have been better
0: Muting is the greatest tool. It is the thumb of Twitter. It I know it because you, you have people me. screaming.
1: Yeah. You have people screaming at nothing. It's incredible. Muting is everything. It's better than blocking. I'm telling you right now.
0: It is the absolute greatest, but yes, you cannot be the blocker and then unblock and then expect to be the baby face in this. Video. You got to knock if you buck. Yeah. Pretty deadly in Lash Legend versus Briggs Jensen and Fallon Henley. Basically Gallus brawls with security. And this distracts Team Babyface. Big boot by Joe Goffey. and uh, Prince gets to roll up for the win. What do we think about this?
1: Always happy to see Pretty Deadly get a win. So, yes, boys. I loved it. I was a little disappointed that they were wearing a fit that we've seen before. I expect them to come off looking fresh and clean every time that I see them. But shout out to them for matching Lash Legend so much. She had a little bit of purple going on, so I guess maybe that's why they wore that gear again. Uh, I'm not invested in this field, though. I like, the, I like the intergender wrestling here. I thought it was fun, but it's a few that I just don't care about. And I know it's been going on for a few weeks, but I still can't seem to be invested into it. That's the thing about NXT tonight. The highs were highs, but the lows were just like, I could not not watch that segment and be okay.
0: Yeah, and the good news is, if you could take some good news out of not being invested in the lows, a lot of those lows were things that are not going to be on the pay-per-view. So, right. like this, they did tease later on the night that we might get a big tag team, maybe multi-man match or something like that. But you're right. There were lows on the show, but it seems to be some of these feuds that they're in transition with and don't know what to do with.
1: Correct. Correct. But these titles are supposed to go away, no? They're the NXT UK titles.
0: Yeah. We'll see how they merge these titles. I'm sure all these NXT UK titles will go by the wayside eventually, if not immediately after this Worlds Collide show. So we'll see how they navigate Right. Back. So
1: I thought Worlds Collide was going to be the place that we got rid of these UK titles, mm-hmm. but that doesn't seem to be anything announced as of yet. So I'm curious to see where this will go and how they'll get away with it.
0: So another few that I don't think I'm invested in. JD McDonough and Wesley. Lee. JD McDonough cuts this long, creepy promo. They've got to stop creepy. having him do this.
1: He's creepy. Did you know that?
0: He He's creepy. You know how I know that, he said, is He told me he was creepy. When you say you're creepy... Three times. That's how you know.
1: Yeah, that you're you're a tryhard. That's what you are.
0: Yeah, that's a tryhard. James was talking about tryhards, right? Why were are the bars for this guy? Because they're having him do this character that he is clearly uncomfortable with. He's speaking in a way that you can immediately tell he doesn't speak. And it's just so detached and so much language, so many words, and not enough action or heart or anything. Uh, they just need to have him do something he's comfortable with. And this ain't it.
1: Yeah, this is a revamping of a character that's not working for me. You know, like, I think that, uh, what's his name? Giovanni, I think he's doing a good job with, with the revamping of his character. Yeah. But JD, for me, since day one, has not hit. I'm not sure what he's supposed to be. Is he supposed to be rich? A good wrestler? Creepy? Like, we've seen too many things from him that just makes you uncertain of what he's supposed to be. Uh, yeah, I. I oh, it was okay.
0: Yeah, he's, right. he's fine. And he's a very good wrestler. It's just they need to put the yeah. whole package together and they're still struggling. They're working it out. They're working it out with do you.
1: know? Music. Do you know that John Moxley is a badass?
0: Yes, I realized that. It might even be okay. his theme music. Okay. Wow.
1: Just making sure you know.
0: If, if I ever forget, I'll ask you. Issa is John okay.
1: Moxley. I got you. Today? Text me.
0: Text okay, me. Don't no, sure. be lying. <laughs> I appreciate that. Real friend. Uh, we get Charlie Dempsey and Andre Chase going one-on-one. For those of you who don't know, Charlie Dempsey is, of course, William Regal's son. So a little legalized tampering for WWE. Uh, I have no problem with a legalized tampering For the guy's son on TV, he's probably watching, probably wants to be there, probably easier to get out and go and reunite with the son and NXT. Uh, a little legalized tampering for Charlie Dempsey.
1: Let's not Let's not talk about tampering, okay? You might get an email <laughs> or something from... The legal department
0: yeah i don't want to cease and desist please don't say anything to me shake
1: your shake your spam folder please yeah
0: <laughs> dempsey versus andre chase this is actually a pretty good match they got very technical we got the stomps which makes every good match a great match with andre chase and the people are super into that still Chase won with a lot of distractions. I really watched this thinking, like, is Andre Chase a babyface in this feud or in this match? I know people love him, but they were distracting Dempsey left and right. He was fighting him off, looking like a badass. And at the last minute, Chase rolled him up and won.
1: Uh, another match that I like the match itself I don't necessarily agree with the with the finish I felt that way about Apollo and Grayson Waller, and I felt that way here you know I was doing a wash along and everybody in my chat was like oh my god we're about to watch a murder like everybody was just so certain that, she- that Andrew Chase was going down so I was not expecting the win the match itself was fun like you said very technical they did a lot of really fancy moving there but I the finish took me by surprise
0: yes Especially this is his debut, I believe. His first match in NXT. But he looks fine. I I liked him.
1: Yeah, he was okay.
0: Reminded me of Timothy Thatcher. You know, not going to light the world on fire with his promos or his character, but very solid foundation, which obviously, given who his father is.
1: We'll see, but he should have not lost here.
0: Yeah, he really shouldn't have. Zoe Stark versus Kiana James. Zoe Stark, one clean, kind of a showcase for her. Yeah, Good for Zoe. Uh, Gallus versus Diamond Mine. Okay, so this is what we were alluding to earlier in the show, where Roderick Strong has some evidence that's going to exonerate him of whatever wrongdoing they think he did. Damon Kemp, I thought, showed a lot of fire throughout this. They had that spot with the triple Hulk smashes, and then Roderick Strong walks out with the cell phone footage. He's got his phone, and Damon Kemp has Mark Coffey on his shoulders, and he just drops Mark Coffey, gets out of the ring to go confront Roderick Strong, Gallus wins off the distraction. We get a huge tag team brawl after this. So they're really teasing that the tag team division is imploding. That might be a last minute match at Worlds Collide. What did you think about this match in the aftermath, Isa?
1: I'm over Diamond Mine. Like, they need to either break up or stick together, right? Mm-hmm. Like, all of this drama back and forth, it never leads to where you think he's leading it. And it, you just get lost in the shuffle. Like, I, I, when he was, like, talking about, like, oh, I have this evidence. I'm like, what is he talking about? Like, I had completely forgotten this whole thing with Tony D'Angelo and all of that. So I feel like the story is getting so convoluted. And that's what happened here, especially at the end where everybody just came out. I still don't know who's feuding with who and what's going on. Match itself. Again, I don't have a problem with any of the in-ring tonight in NXT. I thought we had a lot of great matches. Results-wise, a few of them, I don't agree. Here, I didn't have a problem with this. I thought it was just fine for what it was.
0: Yeah, this is fine. And I think the amount of false starts of Diamond Mine breaking up and then not doing it, by the time it happens, people are going to be like, okay, whatever. All right, fine. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> we, we I don't even see that-
1: them as a faction anymore yeah. because there's just so much drama. Nikki, uh, Ivy Nile is doing her own thing. So, you know, it just doesn't feel like they're together. So you might as well just drop it already.
0: Yeah. We all have a friend who breaks up and gets back together, breaks up and gets to it. And at some point when they break up, you don't care whether or not it's real yeah we get uh quick promo for quincy elliott i'm very excited about this super diva quincy's got a ice girls t-shirt the super diva that is gimmick infringement there's only one super diva in wrestling that's cm punk shout out to cousin phil but quincy elliott i'm very excited to see
1: i can't wait to see uh what what it does I, i i'm loving the promos i'm loving the aesthetics we'll see we'll see where this goes
0: Yes. And it looks like WWE, I would say maybe a year ago, if they were going to do this under the Vince McMahon era or whatnot with those fingerprints on it, it would have been very outdated. It would probably come off as very out of touch. But this seems to be in the zeitgeist of the LGBTQ, the gender identity, uh, whatever you want to call it. I think they're going to handle this perfectly. It looks like from Quincy Elliott. A lot of this is going to be on Quincy Elliott because uh, they seem like a star and I think this is going to work
1: they need to give him a gimmick where he has, like, a commentary YouTube channel because I will watch yeah. him. Like, when I'm watching his promos, I'm like, I will watch this guy. Like, he needs, he needs to have some kind of gimmick where he has, like, a not a talk show, like a YouTube channel.
0: Yeah. I <laughs> like, with all the vibe. gossip
1: in wrestling, like, that would be incredible. I will watch him.
0: <laughs> I 100% got that vibe. I was halfway expecting yep. Quincy Elliot to say smash that like button and subscribe.
1: I know! <laughs> we are almost at 20,000 subscribers, guys. <laughs> <laughs> ah!
0: No, it's going to be great. And uh, Speaking of great, I love this main event. So this is what tied it all together Ah! and made the scene. I felt bad for all these fans throughout the night because they're just bringing back one big star after another. But they can't see them. They're backstage like zoo animals. and You can't even see them come out to Clearwater. They were too good to come out to the crowd. But they were saving the best for last, I think, especially based on the reaction he got because Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams are pissed that Carmelo Hayes isn't going to be on the World Collide card he insists he's not going to be defending the north american title after delivering all these bangers he's not being appreciated there's no one on his level and this brings out ricochet who gets a massive reaction seems like a big star is getting a nice push on the main roster right now and people are really starting to react to him (laughs) i loved how carmelo is before ricochet says anything he goes hey trick you got a mic i don't know if you know how to Uh, use it (laughs) I,
1: i went crazy for that i popped so hard and and, and shout out to Ricochet too because I know you'll get into it but he wasn't so bad here and I usually Mm -hmm. do not like him on the mic at all but he had a couple he had a couple of stingers of his own
0: hot take I think Ricochet's promo was better than Carmelo Hayes to be completely honest and Carmelo Hayes is a great promo very good promo but I thought Ricochet did a very good job very convincing Yeah,
1: honestly what the the one thing that popped me about the Carmelo and Trick interaction was that was the microphone line I thought that was great
0: that was a. We were off to the races there, just barring him up before he even talks. But yeah. Ricochet held his own, to your point. He said, you know, nobody remembers any of your title runs. He said, there and isn't you know anybody what? like as me. As soon as
1: he said that, I was like, oh, my God, he's right. Because yeah. I love Carmelo Hayes, and I love what he does. But if you tell me, like, what's your favorite Carmelo Hayes match? crickets you know what i mean like i will have to actually really go back and think and i was like oh my god did, did ricochet just like actually make a good point not not just a singer to just get him like i'm like he has some really valid point there
0: okay maybe he did but let's not go that far he is the a champion i think he's been a okay what's champion. your favorite
1: carmelo hayes match
0: i love carmelo hayes and cameron grimes was very good they had some ladder Aww. match that ladder match for the north Aww. american title was phenomenal i the think soul's carmelo soul's hayes stole that match. whole match yeah Solo call match is very good. And we are kind of prisoners of the moments these days more than ever in terms of remembering great matches. Uh, so it was a, a point that maybe can have some truth. But I, I like – here's the thing I was thinking watching Ricochet's promo. I think the problem with Ricochet in terms of his promo, why it's perceived that he's maybe not that good on the mic, is that they always try to have him come off as this, like, nice guy and this relatable everyman. Ricochet is a cocky something. I'm just – Watching him deliver these lines saying, hey, there's nobody in here like me. Like, he believed that. And he was very comfortable being the cocky, like, I'm back. I'm one of the best wrestlers in the world. You're not even on my level. When he was talking that stuff, he seemed like he was 100% comfortable doing that.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I I liked it here. And that's the thing. It's like, well, I don't know why we try to make Ricochet seems like the nice guy. First of all, I, I forgot to say in the beginning, shout out to Ricochet coming out to his own music. Also, yeah. I caught that. Uh, a music that everybody there recognized because some, somehow with all of the theme songs changing, there's so many songs of people that they just walk out now and it takes me a second to find out who's walking out when that hit, you know, exactly who was coming out. Yeah. Um, I was very curious as soon as they say that was the main event. I was like, Because I'm looking at the tag match, right? And I'm like, they're not going to give these people like 37 minutes. We know NXT has an overrun. So I'm like, something else has to main event here. Uh, I I thought Ricochet looked so confident on the mic here. Uh, And to stand toe-to-toe with Carmelo Hayes, who's probably the best talker in NXT right now, that's a big deal, right? But yeah, I believed everything that Ricochet had to say about himself here. And it was just the confidence in which he was saying it. We'll see, we'll see what happens here. I, I don't know. You know, and that's a match that I want to see because I don't know who will win here.
0: Yeah. So they have their brawl. Ricochet hits a spin kick.
1: Oh, my God. Trek Williams sold that kick.
0: Yeah. Black mask on Trek Williams. <laughs> oh,
1: my God. Like, he sold that so well, especially with their size difference. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. was like, how is Trek Williams going to sell for I believed that. I believed that
0: it was great. Yeah. And Trick Williams was great in this segment too. Coming out, he was the one who spoke first saying that it was a travesty that Carmelo Hayes was left off this card. I just loved it because he's like, we come out here sometimes making jokes, but now he's serious. And you just kind of believed in it, that these two guys are pissed off. He was taking his shirt off before Ricochet
1: yeah. was even done talking. He, he wanted all that smoke.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, this is a great segment, a great go home show. And let me tell you again, This really did a good job building up this match. And I look at a match between Ricochet and Carmelo Hayes on paper, just looking at the run Carmelo has had, which has included good matches, and just what Ricochet is. They get the time. This could be the best match. Screw stealing the show. This could be the best match of the weekend. This could be as good or better than anything on All Out.
1: I am I, I, very, I, I really want to see what happens this weekend. But does this put it, if I'm looking at all three events that we have going on this weekend Clash, All Out, and now Worlds Collide, does this put it in like the top five matches that I'm the most excited about this weekend? It does. It, it does. It's not going to take Gunter and, and Sheamus' number one spot. I cannot mm-hmm. wait for that match. They're going to kill each other, but it's up there in matches that I'm looking forward to.
0: Big meaty men, men slapping,
1: slapping me. Are you? Are you surprised? That's the match that I'm looking forward to. Come on! No, not, not <laughs> no, I
0: can't wait for it either.
1: Oh, but don't tell me. Don't tell me you don't think they're gonna actually murder each other. Yeah. Like Sheamus oh. and Walter is just something that I think I might have dreamt about in the past. Like this is gonna be a great match.
0: The best match you could argue of the pandemic was Walter and Dragunov when they were just beating the crap out of each other. I guarantee you, Sheamus was watching that match like. Damn, I want to get in there. Like, he's just watching Yeah, that. and
1: you know Sheamus is, like, a stiff worker. Like, Sheamus lies to freaking go, like, oh, my God. I can't wait. I can't wait. As long as it was announced, I was, I'm here for it. So, that, for me, this weekend, out of all these events, the craziness I'm going to experience, that's actually the match that I'm the most excited about. But, but i was i started my watch alone today late like five minutes before NXT started and i'm like i'm not excited for anything and as soon as i hit end stream i i'm gonna watch worlds collide and i'm excited for it and that's what tonight's episode was supposed to do so i think tonight was a win for nxt you're
0: gonna be both and that's what aew is gonna have to do tomorrow night is again you admitted to your point earlier tonight you said that you're not that interested in all out i agree a lot of these matches were done at the last minute and tomorrow's show is going to be a very important one in driving home the fact that you need to buy all out they have not even announced their main event yet so there's a lot of work to be done again work i think aew is capable of they need a great show they need a, some great angles but they are behind the eight ball right now and building up all out
1: yeah yeah and I mean, I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Like I said, there's going to be some good wrestling. AW always delivers. Even You had a pay-per-view where I didn't know who half of the people in the card were. And you still yeah. managed to keep me entertained and have me praising it. So, of course, there's more, I'm more emotionally invested here because I know everybody. But it just doesn't feel like it's been the best built. And, you know, again, now that you brought that up, when I look at the matches that I'm looking forward to the most... I don't know, at the top of my head, outside of maybe Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs, oh, Jungle Boy and Christian have done a decent job of building up their feud, but it's not like, oh my God, I can't wait to see it. Like as excited as I got about talking about Sheamus and Gunther. I don't have that for this AEW card yet. I think there's still matches to be announced and you can still get there, but I don't have that level of, oh my God, this is the match that I'm tuning in for yes a
0: big week of wrestling ahead of us we got dynamite oh God, tomorrow of course week. friday smackdown saturday we're gonna have worlds uh collide no, clash. let's know clash, clash. Is the castle is saturday sunday is worlds collide and all out and of course friday night rampage don't forget about that.
1: luckily for us clash is uh at a decent time so we'll still be able to enjoy somewhat of our saturday you know or if you're out for labor day weekend then you can come home and as you rest put on the replay of Clash at the Castle. I think Clash at the Castle is going to be a very good... Uh, I'm super excited lit. to see it. I cannot wait to feel the energy of the crowd. Like, I think it's going to be crazy. The all-out crowd is always crazy. And they're doing such a good job at including, like, NXT UK people for Worlds Collide that you also get excited for it. I think it's going to be a very fun weekend of wrestling. Tiring for us who cover it, but it's going to be fun.
0: And having said this, before we get off the air, I'm glad you're going to be amongst friends. Me, Issa, and Glenn will be covering... Uh, after clash at the castle this Saturday let me let Issa, me hear your British say, accent I'm working it out I'm gonna debut it this Saturday I'm working out the keys. you'll get 10 I, seconds you know it.
1: Alfred it was my idea and I can't do a British
0: accent <laughs> Me either I'm horrible it's gonna I'll do it for 30 seconds and bail on it
1: <laughs> yeah I know I I'll put that in the group chat and then I'm like I can't I can't do a freaking British accent but we'll try we'll try
0: yeah and I think they're coming for your boy. Issa. I think I think it's over. I think the dream dies on Saturday. I think. Uh, what are this, you
1: talking about, Alfred? I'm sorry. What?
0: I think Drew McIntyre wins that title this Saturday. <laughs>
1: what? Why would you think that? Please, please elaborate. Why? Why would I you just, think that? Tell me. What has Drew McIntyre done this year? This it just year feels like it's time tell me what he's done this year because i can i can tell you exactly what he's done absolutely nothing by the way there was two pay-per-views he wasn't even on the card he fought Matt cap moss he fought baron corbin he got eliminated by brock lesnar at the royal rumble he got beat up by the bloodline at wrestlemania backlash like you really think that's the guy that should dethrone like you think that's the guy that should dethrone this 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 historic reign it's not it now i don't want roman to ever lose the title we all know that but I feel like when it happens, it needs to be to somebody that has been built up to make the moment just... I feel like what makes this moment feel amazing, if it was to happen, is that it's in the UK, Drew is from there. But it's not because of the build of Drew McIntyre. He's not it. He's not it. Karrion Cross will cost him the match. Karrion Cross is not coming after Roman right now. He's coming after Drew McIntyre. So Karrion Cross is going to cost him the match, and the tribal shift will still be acknowledged.
0: You didn't think that these segments they did with Drew on SmackDown really kind of getting into it. I know they're kind of like, reruns, what, 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 what segments?
1: He's saying that his back injury came from carrying the company, bro. The only person you carry was Matt Cap Moss, and I can squat Matt Cap Moss. Vignette, so, I'm talking right? about the vignettes, so there is cancer. no carrying. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. And then what happened after the vignettes? He got his ass beat, he got his ass beat.
0: Still now, one more week. And
1: then, and then he went on Twitter. he was like, oh, at least I'm still breathing. Here's an inhaler, bro. You're a professional wrestler. Shit happens. Like, deal with it. Nah, nah, he's not it. He's not it. Okay, still- if you would have told me this back in, like, 2020 before the pandemic, that threw McIntyre? Yes. I would have told you, okay, I'm a little scared. I'm not scared. I already said it. I said it in my stream. I'll say it here. I'll buy that silly little sword necklace at the WWE shop has, and I will do a whole ass new Drew McIntyre appreciation thing if this happens. Is that it? Oh, wow. I'm, I'm, wow. I'm 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 200% certain Drew McIntyre's not. 200%. Right.
0: Well, the fact 200. that I am not certain is why I'm looking forward to it so much. This is what Roman Reigns' title run needed more of. That's my only criticism for this whole Roman Reigns run, is by the I time you get to the title match, you just going to be a steamroll. I, I think Drew McIntyre... I, I think he's gonna win.
1: So, I cannot wait after Clash when I just like join this tour. We're gonna go live, and I'm gonna be sitting here like this. Oh, I'm gonna <laughs> see that Roman Reigns lay back there. I'm gonna be wearing it. Ah, oh, it's gonna it's gonna be a beautiful day for Roman Reigns fans
0: she'll be saying i told you so in a british accent tune in this saturday after you know what Flash.
1: you know what that's what i'm gonna that's it that's gonna be the one phrase that i say on our pay view with the british accent maybe i'll do it with a scorish accent
0: wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> <I> <that. laughs> doubt use that accent she is easy to follow her at nyc demon diva with the one Follow me at This Is Nasty. Watch her on YouTube for Issa's reaction at NYCD Mediva and watch Pro Wrestling Bits. Thank you, everybody. We will see you a lot this week.